many of us in this world find ourselves searching for ways to feel more alive. We move through our lives day after day, living through the same repetitive cycles and the same stressful patterns that often leave us feeling defeated, underappreciated, or unfulfilled. But what if there were a different way to perceive life? What if out there we were able to find the keys to a happy, healthy, and fulfilling reality in the lives that we're living right here, right now? For those of us who are looking for a way to transform our lives. For those of us who are looking to fully live in this moment. To change how we feel, how we perceive the world, and awaken to a better reality so we can fully live this life. This is the Live This Life Podcast. And I'm your host, Heath Cummings. I'm here to inspire you to ask yourself the question, are you living or are you killing time? Welcome everyone to a very special episode in the Finding Life series of the podcast. In the first episode of Finding Life, I featured my own story of where I've come from to where I am now and described how I redefined an entirely new sense of self in the process which is what the focus of the Finding Life interviews is all about. In this first interview episode, I have a very special guest with us on the show, the one and only Princeton Clark. Princeton is one of the best self-mastery guides out there in the world today. This man has an amazing life story, and he's going to share his unique journey and where it has taken him on today's show. I met Princeton in the summer of 2018 after I saw one of his very powerful videos on Facebook where he was talking about the power of the now moment. At that point in my life, I was needing some major life shifts, and the universe put him on the path with me, and he really has been one of my main mentors ever since. I've also had the privilege of watching him walk the walk as he's also transformed his life in amazing, amazing ways during that very short time frame. As you'll see, he is one very motivated and inspiring individual. Before we get to the interview, I'm going to play a quick two-minute clip of that very first video that put Princeton on the map for me, and you're going to hear why he's become such a pivotal pivotal person in my life and why we've become so closely connected. This is a live video that Princeton shot in August of 2018 that he posted to Facebook. Check it out. Something a lot of people don't understand is that, you know, we spend so much time focusing on tomorrow, focusing on the future, focusing on what's happened, focusing on the past, that we do not realize that the most powerful moment that we have in our lives is this moment right here. This moment right here is creating your reality. Every moment, every decision you make in every moment is creating a different reality. So this moment right here is the most powerful moment that you have. Right now is the most powerful now. This is the most powerful moment in your life. Because see, there's only ever now. You know, we see time. We see the rotation of the planets, you know, night to day, day to night. You know, but really, we never stop being in this moment. You know, even when you talk about tomorrow, you know, you can say tomorrow happens when the sun goes down, you know, the moon comes up and then the sun rises again. That's tomorrow. No, it's not. It's just now. You know, you're just in another now moment. You know, it's like when we realize that though things are in movement, everything is in a constant flow. 
Right now is the most powerful moment you have. Every decision that you make right now is creating something. You know, right now, you can decide right now to be happy. You can decide right now to be sad. Or you can decide right now to focus on things outside of you and then let that dictate your happiness. Let that dictate your sadness. Let that dictate your emotional state, whether you're loving or hating. or. But right now, it's still your choice. The most powerful moment you have is right now. How are you choosing to create your reality right now? Oh, this is amazing stuff, and you can see why he has the life and reputation that he does. And I want to say one thing before we begin, that I found that the audio was not optimal after recording the interview. Princeton's mic was working pretty well, but the settings on mine were obviously way off, so I apologize for that. But, you know, the conversation was so good and genuine that we had to roll with it. I mean, some things like that you just can't recreate, so we had to capture the magic that was there. So without further ado, here is the founder of the Evolved Mastery Platform, the host of the Evolved Mastery Podcast, and the author of the newly released book, Awakening Your Inner Master, The Journey of Self-Mastery. My good friend, the one, the only, the anomaly, Princeton Clark. (laughs) Thank you, brother. I appreciate you so much, man. And man, I don't have words for that introduction. You know, it's one thing, you know, I try to stay humble and I I love the journey. I love the process, but yeah, man, I love you, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Big intro for a big man. I mean, I'm thinking back to to all the stuff that you've done and all the stuff I've seen you accomplish with starting Evolve Mastery and, you know, you started your podcast, you launched your, um, your, your location out there in Scottsdale. You got that great location where you're doing your seminars and all that kind of stuff. And now this book. I mean, it's it's crazy to see what you've done in the last year and a half. And I know that, you know, you're not supposed to gauge yourself compared to other people, but I see you getting other things done. And it's like, I'm trying to ride the wake behind you, just that motivation you put out there to the world, just mm-hmm. on your on your podcast and what you do with social media and stuff. And it's it's crazy. So, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, big, big intro for a big, big name like you. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Thank you. I'm just a spirit on a journey, just like everyone else. And I live big because I shine big because my inner spark is big, you know, but I'm not the only one. It's in all of us, you know, and like in that, the audio, the video that you were playing, I understand the power of now, you know, but I didn't always understand the power of now. You know, I, I was actually at the time that I released that video, I was coming out of this space in my life where I had just gone through some major releases I just gone through a major letting go process. And I always say I go through these phases of the death of Princeton. <laughs> and it's like life hits me and life takes me to some of the deepest, darkest places. But I'm not afraid to go to those deep, dark places because it's in those deep, dark places that I find the greatest light. And, and, and that's what those places are meant to do. They're meant to evolve you, to awaken your light, to awaken your inner master. And when I was coming out and I was doing that video, I was just like, wow, like just breathing one day. And I was like, this moment right here, this moment is the most powerful moment that we have because literally everything, I have the power right now to decide what my tomorrow is going to look like. Now, that doesn't mean that I can control all of the circumstances of tomorrow, 
but I can control, as you've heard me say several times, I can control my responses today that create a reality tomorrow that I will then have more responses for in every breath because every breath is the now moment. Every breath, with I always say, with every breath, we become something new. You know, the, the breath is the paint, the body is the brush, the world is the canvas. So with each breath, I become something new. In each moment of now that my soul inhabits this vessel, I become something new. And that just means a lot to me, you know, but primarily because of my journey, you know, after experiencing so much in my life, you know, as you, you've heard me say, and, you know, I went through a lot, you know, and I tried to take my own life and, when I put the gun in my head and pulled the trigger and it misfired, I knew I was here for a purpose greater than the idea of self that I had at that time. And from that moment, I began living my life understanding, and this is what shifts me. And this is why I respond the way that I do to my life is because I know that from the moment that gun misfired, every breath that I breathe has been a gift. You know, and it's so often we can say every moment is a gift. Every moment is a gift. Well, for me, that's a reality. It is a gift because I pulled the trigger. I and 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 I mean, it was a Glock too. Who who? I mean, what are the odds of Glocks misfiring? Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like and all the different things that had to happen. You know, from that bullet going into that box that would go to that manufacturer and that store where I would buy that pack, and at that moment, that would be the next gun in the chamber or the next bullet in the chamber where I would pull that trigger. There were so many things that happened in that now moment that I realized something much bigger than me was in control, but it was giving me an opportunity to do something different. And that's really where the birth of understanding the now moment, even when going through my greatest challenges comes from. It's like every moment is a gift for me. Yeah. Too much. You had too much left on the table to do, man. <laughs> the universe had too much for you. So before we dive deep into your story, I want to ask everybody who comes on the Finding Life series a question. What does it mean to live your best life, according to Princeton Clark? What does it mean to live my best life? Um, uh, there's so many different ways I can answer that. But the simplest way that I can answer that is to live every moment again, as if every moment is a gift, you know, not to take life so freaking serious that we stop experiencing each moment, you know, and to realize that, you know, in each moment that I'm creating, I have an opportunity to evolve. I have an opportunity to experience something new. And it's like returning to that inner child. When you look at a child, you know, you have, you have a child, I, you know, I have kids, you know, when I, when we look at children, especially when they're really little, every day is an adventure. Every day is an opportunity to experience something, something new. And I think what it means to live your best life is to wake up every single day, realizing that you get to experience something new. You get to create something new. You get to be something new, you know, and to embrace that, creates your best life because a lot of the times we we focus so much on these external things and we focus on trying to measure up for our spouses or our significant others or the realities that we're facing and the different circumstances that we're enduring through or growing through rather and we can get we can lose ourselves and so we stop living and we start surviving you know so so for me to live your best life means 
to experience each moment, embrace each moment, love yourself and love the opportunity of each moment as a new experience to create something new because you are a powerful creator. And if you're not living your life in each moment to create and to experience new moments of creation, what's the point of living? Absolutely, man. Good stuff. <laughs> so let's dive into your final life story. I mean, you talked a little bit about, um, you know, where you were up to that video in 2018. And you talked about, you know, you touched on the suicide that, that happened with you. And, you know, I can relate to not the suicide portion of it, but having gone through my own near I wouldn't say near death experiences, but coming, having the cancer experiences twice. And really even that wasn't enough for my awakening. I had to like lose even more in my life after those things. Mm -hmm. But looking back on it all, it was like, those are the things that were trying to teach me what was the most valuable in life. And it seems like we go through those, there's, there's those theories of Kensho and Satori where Kensho is where you do the growth through pain and Satori is where you do it through inspiration. It seems like we all find that inspiring way of life and creating that way after we go through the hell, like we have to go yeah. through something really bad. But then after that happens, we start to really start creating and evolving our life through the inspiration rather than going through those painful moments. And mm -hmm. I know that's, I mean, that's obviously where you're going. I mean, unless you're really hiding that all this bad stuff's happening behind the scenes with you right now, but it seems like <laughs> everything's rolling for you right now, but you know, so you, you know, you had, you had your certain things that happened in the past that brought you to, you know, the brink of suicide. Well, actually, I mean, it was the attempted suicide and everything, but mm -hmm. you know, you, you got to that video and that realization of how you create your life and how really every moment of now is where you get to react and create from, you know, what has what has really gotten you to where you are in your mindset now? Like, and then everything that brought you to that video and what's happened to you since then. I mean, it's an amazing story of everything you've done since we met in, in mid 2018. Yeah. Well, I mean, going back, you know, I kind of start in the, in the beginning and I kind of talk about this in my book for those of you who are listening, who may want to check it out, but <clears throat> my life hasn't always been easy. You know, growing up, I was abused mentally, physically, verbally, and emotionally as a child. I was molested between the ages of nine and 11, which led into deep depression, you know, and my mid teens. And, you know, I started writing about suicide long before I ever tried to commit suicide. And I, that started happening when I was in high school and my parents, my mom was actually cleaning my room and she found the letter where I was writing about killing myself. And so they took me to see a psychiatrist, long story short, they put me on prescription medication, but even at that age, it was like I was aware that these peel these pills were not going to change my reality. It would only numb me. It wasn't going to change what happened to me. It wasn't going to make it all better simply because I took a pill. And um, so, of course, I stopped taking the pill. Never told my parents I stopped taking it. You know, and. I almost didn't graduate from high school. I could have had college, you know, for track. I could have gone to several colleges for track, and but I just went this downhill spiral and um, just started selling drugs, using drugs. And I, I was drinking so much by the time I was in my early 20s that I was throwing up blood. Like I would literally throw up blood. I had bleeding ulcers and because it was my escape, the drugs and the reality that I was trying, quote unquote, to escape uh, or to create was an escape for me. The alcohol was an escape. The mask of being the tough guy in the gangs and living that lifestyle was an escape because 
even though I could put a smile on my face and I could go out and I could do some of the horrendous things that I did in my life on the inside, I was miserable, you know, and ultimately that led, that's what led to me trying to take my life. And it's funny. I don't mean that in a literal sense, funny, but it's when I go back and I think about that time in my life, when I finally made the decision to put that gun to my head, in my mind, I had convinced myself that the world would be better off without me. I had convinced myself that my kids, I had my oldest son at that time, who was three, getting ready to turn four. And then my now ex-wife was pregnant with our second child. Oh, no, our third child. Sorry. And I saw I had my oldest son and my daughter at the time. And my third son was on the way. And even that state of mind, because I got married thinking, you know, oh, this will change, you know, everything. I'll finally be able to love somebody else the way that I was never loved. And my kids are my greatest gifts that they're besides my own spirit. You know, they're my greatest blessings. They've been my, some of my greatest teachers, you know, but through that time, I felt even unworthy of them. And I felt like if I was gone, you know, their mom would move on or, you know, the family would be better off. They would be better off without me because I wouldn't bring the stuff into their lives. And like I shared my story, you know, it's one of those areas where, after failing to commit suicide and coming face to face, I say I came to the end of myself. And although the literal bullet, bullet didn't fire, a conscious one did. You know, and I realized that my life was not a sum of what had happened to me. My life was a sum of how I had chosen to respond to what happened to me. And that one epiphany shifted my entire life because in my mind, once I could realize and own and accept the reality that I had created out of my experiences, you know, out of the circumstances, it also awakened me to the fact that I could create new ones. And I said, if I could create what I, you know, quote unquote, called the miserable, miserable time in my life, you know, if, if I could create all of that havoc and quote unquote hell in my life at that time by responding the way that I did, how much more could I change my life if I responded differently? And so I had a whole huge experience after that. And for the sake of time, I won't really go into that. So if you guys are listening, go get the book. But uh, (laughs) um, really, man, that journey started in 2004. I tried to kill myself. I was 23 at the time. I was getting ready to turn 24. It was actually two months before my birthday. I'm getting ready to turn 24. And my son was born that September. And he, well, he was getting ready to be born when that happened. And it just led me down this path of really awakening to my power. And so for me, again, like I said earlier, when that bullet misfired, I saw it as me get, being given a second chance. And in my mind, I was no longer going to play the victim. I was no longer going to blame the world for why I was the way that I was, why I was experiencing what I was experiencing back and forth, because I realized that I was my greatest reason to fail if I chose to. It wasn't anyone else. The choice to fail, even now I say, I don't really believe in failure. Failure is simply what happens when we stop, you know, and that's all I was doing. I was, I played most of my life as a victim giving up all the time, giving up all the time and playing the me against the world card, you know, and 
long story short, I ended up, I grew up in the Bible Belt of Virginia. I ended up uh, going back to school and I got a bachelor's in biblical studies and Eastern religion. And I really wanted to understand what was happening to me because I didn't know what was happening to me. Back then you weren't hearing, especially in the religious area that I grew up in, you're not hearing stuff about consciousness and awakening and all of this stuff. It's like, that's devil talk. You know, you bring up stuff like that, you know? So I went back to the thing that I was raised around and that was the Bible. And what I came to realize, especially when I went to school, I started studying the Hebrew, the Greek, the Aramaic. Then I started studying Hinduism. I started studying the teachings of Krishna and all these different things, Buddha. And all of them, when I started really diving deep into it, they were all saying the same thing, just from a different cultural perspective. Mm -hmm. And one thing that they all had in common was this awareness an awareness that I found not through meditating all day, not through somebody preaching to me, not through (laughs) praying all day, but I found it through one of my toughest times. And that toughest time cracked me open. And when the crack, when I was cracked open, a light was revealed to me. Like many of their stories, they saw a light, they were awakened, they were enlightened. And they were simply sharing their message of that enlightenment. And, you know, so I continued on that journey. And then uh, eight years later, I ended up moving to Arizona. I moved to Arizona in 2010, almost uh, August 2010. And when I got here, that's really when a lot of challenges began to come that I didn't have to, I didn't have to experience in Virginia because I had pretty much detached from everything out there. You know, but I I had to grow through this entire process of forgiving people, the person who molested me, forgiving my father and understanding really coming from a place of everybody has their journey. You know, my father is a spirit on a journey. This person who molested me was a spirit on a journey and they were simply responding the best way they knew how to. And so I really learned a, a, a lot about forgiveness, but I would have never learned how to forgive through that time in my life if it wasn't for me first learning how to forgive myself, you know, because I was so hard on myself, you know, it took a lot for me to try to take my life back in 2003. And I realized, man, I'm so freaking hard on myself. And even now, as I grow, like I said, you know, coming to where I am now, I'm going to try to fast forward a little bit for the sake of time, but moving to Arizona. And then that's when I realized my ex-wife and I, we were on two completely different roads and I had to make the tough decision of, consciously realizing that I needed to love her enough to let her go. You want to talk about it, emotional challenge. You know, this was the person that knew me my entire adult life, but our relationship was also one of the most challenging parts of my life, aside from my, my personal challenges. And I realized that I didn't want to raise my kids because we grew up in one of those areas where it was like, you know, if you get someone pregnant, you marry them, you know, you have a family and, you know, and the truth is like some people just are not meant to be together for a lifetime. Right. You know, some people come into your life. I love this. There's a video you can look up on uh, YouTube. It's a season, a reason, or a lifetime. And it talks about how everyone comes into your life. It's called a reason, a season or a lifetime, but everyone comes into your life for a reason, some for a season, some for a lifetime. And when you understand what the reason is, you will have more clarity and more peace in the why. 
it'll be easier to let them go. It'll be easier to just enjoy the experience and not create expectations, you know, but having that clarity for myself at that time, I, you know, I remember sitting down with her and it, I tell people all the time, it was the hardest, probably one of the hardest things I've ever had to do in my life, <laughs> you know, because of the emotional attachment that I had in that situation. And then after that, you know, I don't, I haven't talked to a lot of people about the level of emotional detachment that I went through after making that decision and finally leaving, you know, little things like getting my own place. And then when the kids were with her waking up every morning and not hearing them in the living room, making a bunch of noise or, you know, hearing their laughter, you know, I would, I went through withdrawal, you know, and even now, like my kids just moved back to Arizona, but I have such a close relationship with them that when they were living in Virginia, I went through withdrawal because I have such a close bond with them. But emotionally at that time in my life, I shut down because I knew who Princeton was as a husband. I knew who Princeton was, you know, as a father, but I didn't know who Princeton was as a single man. I knew what my purpose was. I knew it was great, but I didn't know who I was like as a single man in this world, because my entire life, or from the time that my life had changed, I had someone there. I wasn't, it wasn't just me. And so a lot came to the surface emotional, uh, emotionally. And I had to really deal with that. And I stepped away from speaking. I stepped away from coaching. And because I won't stand up and speak to people or try to teach people something, I'm not living myself. Right. I, ho I hold myself to that standard. If I speak something to you, it's because I've evolved into the state of being able to be the light to you in that area. And I'm not going to waver it. You know, if I can tell you, you can create whatever the hell you want to create in your freaking reality, it's because I've done it right? <laughs> you know, against some, some crazy odds, you know, but, you know, going through that process or rather growing through that process was a really beautiful experience. But I received uh, a, a vision before moving out here and a message had come to me also with it. And I saw this flower blooming in the desert. The, war the, the ground was cracked and you know, dehydrated, you know, and there was this beautiful flower that was growing up out of it. And the message that came to me was, you are desert blue. You bloom under intense heat and intense pressure. And man, <laughs> it, 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 the next thing that came was, you are about to grow more than you've ever grown in your life. And so I knew the challenges were coming. As a matter of fact, at that point in my life, people tell me I'm crazy because I would do it. But I would literally pray, you know, spirit, God, whatever, like take me through whatever the hell you have to take me through to make me who I was created to be. And I challenge people like, if you're really serious about your growth, ask the universe to take you through. It. <laughs> I dare you. I dare you to do it because it's going to come and it's going to come hard. I did that before. I mean, I, I, I went through something. I came out the other side and I'm like, yeah, what do you got now? And it was like, oh, yeah. Watch this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Asking you shall receive. And it's like, yeah, you know, it's like if if you're looking for the challenge, life's gonna give it to you. And mm -hmm. I mean, you seem like the kind of person who just has, you know, you've got an amazing story where you've had some of the most serious of life challenges. I mean, just what you talked about about, you know, surviving and awakening through the whole suicide experience, but then also making the conscious decision to separate from someone you cared about, mother of your children, everything for the the betterment of yourself and what that must have been like. So many people have that, like mothers mm -hmm. who are take their, their stay at home mothers. They don't know who they are at a certain point. They, they 
say like, oh, you know, my kids are growing up now. Who am I? And they go through like a similar mm-hmm. thing. I'm working with a client right now who's just going through that same exact thing. And it's 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 crazy to hear you talk about because it was just a subject mm-hmm. in the last couple of days. And um, yeah, you really fi- you need to find out who you are. I mean, you're just mm-hmm. so spot on with this stuff. And it's crazy how much you and I, our stories are so similar with how, <laughs> you know, you turn to religion on something and you discovered that like they all got something right but they all seem to get a lot of it wrong and mm-hmm. you had to you had to develop your own mechanics of how the universe worked by turning inward and just that self-discovery that self-mastery of everything mm-hmm. you're teaching the rest of us now it's it's an awesome awesome path that you've come on but it's it seems like it's a recipe that's the thing that mm-hmm. most because it's like you went through this stuff and now i can see myself and other people when i'm in these circles and everybody's stories are so similar to something we've yeah. gone through. We're all butterflies in a cocoon we call life. Right? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. We're constantly going through these chrysalis, you know, of change, you know, and that's why I say change is the only constant, you know, and the reason most people come to this place where they feel stuck or they feel lost in the, their identity of self is because they're not evolving through change. They're not letting the process of change bring the lessons that it's meant to bring them in their life path curriculum. So they don't, they don't evolve. They don't grow. They come out of the chrysalis still walking like a worm instead of transforming into the beautiful butterfly that they are. And they still feel stuck because now they're still walking the same ground of experiences that they've been crying about wanting to leave. And then when life brings the opportunity for growth, they cry about the growth and then they don't grow or they do it grudgingly. And then, so they only get part of what they should have gotten in life. Like the greatest teacher that it is says, okay, I'm going to take you through this class again. <laughs> you clearly didn't get it all last time. And so that's why we have those experiences. And as a matter of fact, I'm having one of those experiences right now. You know, I'm very open, I'm very transparent, but, um, we go through those experiences where it's like, man, I thought I was past this. Like, why is this coming up again? <laughs> and life was like, no, nah, I just needed to let you grow a little bit more so that I could throw this back on you. Because when you took the class the first time, you got A, B, C, D, one, two, three, right? But you got X, Y, Z completely wrong. So let's look at it again, you yeah. know, and you come back at it from a stronger, more aware perspective. And that's why I always tell people, don't beat yourself up if you're still experiencing some of the same things that you're tired of experiencing. Simply look at it and say, okay, why am I revisiting this? Why is, this, why is my teacher, God, source, universe, life, whatever you want to call it, why is it bringing this test back to me? Because the teacher will never teach you something or test you on something that you haven't already been given the lesson for. So if it's coming up and it's... And, and it's Um, challenging you in your life or testing you in your life, it's because it's an area where life has consistently brought tests your way or lessons your way. And now it's saying, use what I've given you. Use what I've given you. Don't beat yourself up. Don't talk yourself down. You know, listen, the answers are in you. You know, it's like Jesus even said, you know, seek ye first the kingdom, you know, and he comes back and he says, don't listen to men when they tell you the kingdom is here, the kingdom is there, like it's somewhere you go. I tell you, the kingdom is in you. You know, don't worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear, where you're going to live. Don't, don't, don't worry about any of these things. As a matter of fact, don't even worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Seek the kingdom, go within, you know, every answer that you need or require for your evolve 
your evolving life is within you. But a lot of times we get stuck in the branches of our lives instead of realizing that we are the root to that tree. And if the fruit is off, it's because some aspect of our root is off and we have to nurture it. We have to go back to that place. And that's where my life has taken me. And that's why when I rebranded, you know, I rebranded to or through evolved mastery because I didn't just become this strong overnight. I have seen some very extreme challenges, but I evolved. I made the decision that when a test came, I was going to spend however long I needed to spend in that dark place to find that light so that when I came out of it, I was going to shine bright as hell in every aspect of my life. And everybody that experiences my presence, everyone that comes around me, you know, I become like a tuning fork for them. My vibration gets so high when I'm in that place that I know you will never leave my presence and feel the same. Something in you is going to vibrate differently because I was around you, but it's because I went so deep and my, my light, my vibration go, gets so strong through the process. But I am an 11. I'm a master teacher. That's a part of why I'm here. That's a part of my, that's my life path. Number. And so I understand that there comes major challenges. But like I was saying, you know, when I moved out here to Arizona, going back to the story and I faced those immense challenges, you know, I had so much heat and so much pressure. And even now it continues to happen. And it's like, I embrace it, but I want to share this because this is something that's been happening, happening with me recently, because I went through this process of, you know, I got to make this happen now. The book flowed out of me. You know, I rebranded. I did my podcast. And then I went into this state of pause. <laughs> like the universe said, okay, now slow down. You got that done. It's in place. The foundation is there. Now, let me show you this. <laughs> <laughs> because you're not going to be able to really take this stuff where you have the potential to take it until you now pass this test. And so this past year, a lot of emotional stuff came up for me and recently it all came to a head. And as a man being vulnerable enough to talk about this, I think it's important for us as men to be able to talk about moments like this because we're used to always being strong. And what, what happened was in the relationship that I'm now in uh, with my significant other Kirsten we are the great, we are twin flames. Like we are huge mirrors to each other. And so like this whole time we decided to get back together, she's been really evolving in her divine feminine. While I was still moving in a very masculine place, like get it done, manifest, you know? And the lesson that life brought through her was you need to open up emotionally. Because for whatever reason, I was feeling all this pressure, but because I was focused on what I was manifesting and what I wanted to develop, I didn't realize that the pressure that I was feeling was coming from emotions that were coming up for me. And what I realized recently is that the pressure that I was feeling to do everything that I was doing, it was kind of a half and half thing. You know, half of it was, you know, this is my purpose. I'm going to grind on it. I'm going to make it happen. And the other half was coming from feeling like, you know, my journey's been so long, you know, and, you know, I, I should have I done this a long time ago and now I'm making it happen. And what I realized that even in that communication, as noble it, as it may sound to people around me, 
I was creating emotional trauma for myself because I was saying, I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. And man, it hit me so hard. And I'm not going to lie. Like the past three days, I've been in tears. <laughs> like, man, like as strong as I am, being vulnerable emotionally in that space right now is so important because, again, we are all masculine and feminine energy. But in the past few years, I've had to really be in my masculine to create what I created. And now life is saying, okay, coming into 2020, we're going to now bring the the feminine forward. And now you're going to learn to evolve and love even deeper than you already do. Because you're really good at loving everybody else. You're a master at loving everybody else. But you martyr your freaking self. You sacrifice yourself for the sake of nobility and my purpose. But you've put so much emphasis on that, that over this time, you've been neglecting yourself. You haven't been loving yourself. Not to say, because in my mind, it's like, I'm loving myself because I'm walking in my purpose. You know, I'm doing everything that I'm gifted to do. I'm walking in my purpose. And Spirit just spoke to me and said, but you're not loving yourself. It's like you can easily give yourself for the service. You can easily sacrifice other pe- sacrifice for other people in your purpose. But you need to intensely love yourself the same way. Like you're not just here to martyr yourself to change the world. You change the world by evolving even deeper into love. But again, that love, you can only love others as deeply as you love yourself. And you have a great love for yourself. But what I'm showing you emotionally now is that the blocks that you've created by focusing so much on what you're manifesting is blocking your ability to love yourself at an even deeper level. The process of of evolving through love never stops. And love, true love, conscious love is unconditional, which means there's going to be times, and I always tell people this, love doesn't always feel good. Sometimes love will punch you in your face. You know, sometimes love will punch you in your stomach and say, okay, you're not hot shit. (laughs) (laughs) You're not dealing with your stuff, you know? And so get down off your pedestal, you know? And not to say that I I will do that. You know, I've always owned my purpose. I've always been very vulnerable, but this was just really huge because I had dealt with emotional stuff. Like I said, overcoming being abused, overcoming being molested, forgiving them and saying, I love you. Like I can see those people now. And it's like, I love you. Like I see a spirit on a journey. I see everybody as a spirit on a journey. But when it comes to me, I'm such an idealist that I'm constantly working to be better. And going back to, you know, that video being in the now moment, it's like I got into this pattern of manifesting so much that emotionally I stopped being in the now with myself. You know, and it's like, man, I'm making this happen and I'm making this happen and I'm making this happen. And the universe was like, okay, great. A, B, C, one, two, three, but you forgot X, Y, and Z. Let's mm-hmm. go back again. <laughs> Great job. <laughs> it's amazing though, because as you're saying this, I'm making connections to some discords in my own life. Like you're putting me through a therapy session on the air right now. <laughs> because I've got so much stuff going. I just did one of my most recent episodes of not always being up because someone close to me said something about how I wasn't, you know, the person I was on the podcast and that I, cause I was having, I was having a moment, you know, when I'm on the podcast, I'm inspired stuff's coming out, but sometimes in real life, I'm at the end of a long day. I've, 
I'm going from job number one of nine or 10 hours to go to the political thing that I've got to do. And on the back burner, I've got the podcast, like, you know, I got to edit this, I got to record another one. I'm not taking the time to discover myself in the process. Like I'm not going into the now moments. I'm still trying to be there for my son. I'm trying to be there for my wife, Mm -hmm. but losing myself along the way of all this manifesting like, I, like it's absolutely what's going on in my own life too. And I've just come <laughs> to realize it, but you're saying it right now. And it's something you've just realized. And even with me in the last few weeks, I've realized it. And that's what I did that episode recently on was like, you know what? I don't always have to be up because those down yeah. moments, those points where we retract a little bit is where we sink back in and we discover ourselves so we can explode back out into the world in a different way. Cause we can't just keep expanding constantly. We have to mm-hmm. retract regroup and then we can push forward on some more. But when high performers get going, you benchmark yourself, you know, like you look at the last year and a half that you just had, if you didn't have as productive of your upcoming year and a half, you're going to be down on yourself. You know, you, yeah. just, just because that's the way that you are, you're a high performing guy. And, you're going to benchmark yourself on your accomplishments. You're going to be like, well, I didn't get done on, you know, this six month time period that I did in the previous six month time period, mm-hmm. or I'm not doing as good as I should be doing. And it's exactly what you're talking about. Right here. Like, <laughs> we have to give ourselves the opportunity to not lose ourselves in the point of being, you know, quote successful, like moving in mm-hmm. our purpose and, and doing these outward things. So it's, it's powerful, profound stuff. This is why, you guys got to get on and check out his podcast and everything else that this guy does. Cause there's nothing else like it really. Is. <laughs> you know, it's like, I love, I mean, even this conversation, but you and I, we always have great conversations, but especially this one, this one is, ha- has a really where I am right now. And what I'm talking about right now, I feel like it's prime time for it to start coming to the surface because there are so many men especially men. I mean, men and women, but especially men right now that are so disconnected in their feminine aspect of self. And one thing that I'm talking about creating now is called the evolved man platform, you know, and really addressing these things, addressing these areas where again, we, we, men, we have to be okay with talking about not being okay. Mm -hmm. Everybody does. Because a lot of the stress, a lot of the tension, a lot of the, the, the things that we create that bring us down in our life come from us being strong, you know, and not being able to say, you know what, I feel like I'm about to break down right now. Like, I'm not happy. Like, I'm, I, don't, I don't feel good, you know, because the reason, see, we can't get so wrapped up in growing and manifesting that we stop being loved for ourselves that we stop taking those moments each day to simply say, thank you, I forgive you, and I love you to ourselves. Thank you, I forgive you, I love you. Like I was doing that today and I just started crying. Like we push so much down, not realizing that we push it down because we've been bred in this society that gives us this image of what strength is. But of course, as we, we, we become more conscious, we become more vulnerable, you know, and we are aware of when we start doing these things. And I think people need to get rid of this idea that I had this huge awakening and I had this huge pop in my life. And now I have to be this way because people expect me to be this way. It's like, 
life is up and down all the time and it's all around all the time. You never know where your journey is going to lead you. And it doesn't freaking matter what somebody else's expectation of you is. You're not here for anyone else. And see, this is something that's hard to accept for a lot of people, especially as parents, you know, because I even, you know, I talk to people all the time and I'm like, my kids don't belong to me. They are souls on a journey that I have been given the, the ability to experience and share in love with, you know, they came in and they brought me a message just, just as much as I have a message for them. And so being vulnerable to the process, is like, you are not here and you are not responsible for anyone else's journey. The journey is going to be beautiful sometimes and the journey is going to be ugly sometimes. More time than not, it's going to be ugly depending on what you're growing out of. And you can't be so hard on yourself that you start sabotaging yourself because that's where I was coming out of because I didn't realize that by me being so focused on dealing with things on the surface, I was sabotaging myself and indirectly sabotaging relationships or potential relationships because I would isolate myself. I might sit here and get, get a, uh, an entire book done, rebrand my business, get all this stuff down. But what I also realized is that I wasn't building relationships. Mm. It's like if somebody called me or they needed somebody to talk to, it's like, boom, I was Johnny on the spot. Oh, you ready to grow? You ready to do this? You ready to evolve your life? Great. Let's do it. But as far as what I needed for me, you know, having people around me that I could just pick up the phone and, and call and talk to, you know, and, and just share in that, that, that moment with, I didn't really create, I, I have a few people that I, re- I really started creating the circle for myself once I realized that um, uh, back over the summer, I started creating that circle for myself because when you're constantly giving, 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 giving all the time, And then on top of that, you're not giving to yourself because you're constantly, like I said earlier, martyring yourself for the sake or for the benefit of other people. Or so you tell yourself, you know, it's like you need to have people around you. You know, it's like iron sharpens iron. Like you need to have other iron around you that you can go and lean on. Iron that's going to be like, okay, like not, oh, it's going to be okay. And I'm here, but. Like, no, like, okay, like, this is okay. It's like what uh, Don Miguel Ruiz talks about in his book, The Mastery of Love. That's one of my most highly recommended books. It's one of my favorite books, The Mastery of Love. But in it, he talks about unconditional love. And he says that unconditional love is made up of three things, sympathy, empathy, and compassion. But people often get them confused. Sympathy is me saying, you know what? I feel you. I mean, or I, I, I understand. Empathy is saying, I feel you and I, I get that this is happening. But compassion is me saying, but get up because you're too powerful to stay there. So I, 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 I see you, I understand, I'm feeling you, all these things, but come on, brother, stand up. Love on yourself. Give, it, give more to you right now. You know, and so you need people like that, you know, whether we're high achievers or anyone, like we need people in our lives that will give it to us straight from a place of sympathy, empathy, and real compassion rooted in that flow of unconditional love. And what I realized was that I was so busy being that for everyone else that I wasn't allowing people to be that for me. You know, and so that's really, go ahead. Go ahead. 
<laughs> that's really just where I've, I, I've been, you know, this past year since, especially since the summer with my kids coming back out here. And, you know, I, I have been so hard on myself because as I said, when I made that hard decision to leave my ex-wife, um, there was a part of me, a part of quote unquote Princeton that felt like I failed my family. That felt like I failed my children because here I was, I could impact so many people but I couldn't even impact my house or so I told myself it wasn't that I wasn't impacting our house. It was just simply that my ex-wife and I were on different roads and I had to love her enough to let her go. And that was okay. And it took me a while to forgive myself for that. And I think with my kids coming back again and, you know, us spending so much time together and working out together it, it just showed me just that true unconditional love and unconditional relationship, especially as they get older and now they understand, you know, but yeah, man, really emotions coming to the surface right now have been huge for me, but I'm embracing the process, you know, and emotions. What I also realized, I'll say this um, in connection to what I've been talking about as far as my experience, what was coming up, recently especially yesterday was i was getting frustrated because i was like what where is this these feelings even coming from like everything in my life is great like where is this coming from you know and i was like you know i've forgiven you know people from my past you know i love everybody why am i feeling this weight of emotion within me right now like what's coming to the surface right now and you know what was revealed to me was that Trauma, the word trauma. We talk about trauma all the time as if it's something that other people do to us. Oh, we experience trauma. We experience trauma or this person did this and it was a trauma in my life or this happened to me and it was a trauma in my life. But what we don't understand is trauma is energetic because physically somebody can cut me, stab me, do whatever to me physically, you know, an external trauma. But most traumas are energetic. That's what creates our programs and our responses because we experience trauma. But what we don't talk about a lot of the time is the trauma that we put on ourselves. Every time, because it is energetic, every time we talk down on ourselves, we create energetic trauma. As trauma is an imbalance. It's an imbalance in our energy that throws us off of being our, our higher selves. So every time we doubt ourselves, trauma. Every time we speak negative of ourselves, trauma. Every time we um, feel like we're not doing enough, trauma. Like All of the things that keep us from flowing in our higher selves based on our thoughts or our mental programs, the way that we perceive ourselves or our lives or our circumstances are traumatic to our, our etheric body. They're traumatic to our spiritual being which is truly what we are. And what I realized was that by neglecting to spend that time with myself, by neglecting to put, uh, put, to bring a circle of people around me and letting them close to me, letting them love on me. And by, by putting so much pressure on myself because I didn't want to be something that I was in the past. And I would always say, I'm never going to be what I was. I'm never going to be what I was. But indirectly, what I'm saying is I have a fear of being what I was. That was trauma. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't that anything was happening to me externally in my life. Externally, everything looked beautiful. Everything was great. Everything was manifesting. But I was traumatically hurting myself. I was creating an energetic imbalance 
emotionally because of my own perception or because I wasn't giving love to that part of myself. It's traumatic. It's like a child. And when you don't love them, it's traumatic for them. They need, it's like nature versus nurture. Like they need that nurturing. And when the nurturing's not there, you see a child that was raised and nurtured and, and, and you see how they grow up. It's completely different. Right. You know, but yeah, that, that's probably the biggest revelation that I received this, this past week is just understanding that trauma is not something that simply happens to you on the external or something that someone else does to you. Trauma is anything that creates an imbalance within your energetic being, within the essence of what you are. And we are traumatizing ourselves every single day that we neglect ourselves. We are traumatizing ourselves every single day that we're not loving ourselves and letting people close to us and being vulnerable. We are traumatizing ourselves, you know, but I could go on and on, you know, just from that one space, but yeah, that's, that's where I've been lately. And it's been powerful. It's been freeing at the same time. Because now I can I can really say like man love me <laughs> here I am world <laughs> you can love me now <laughs> all right so what you were just talking about with trauma people people do that to themselves on a daily basis you know they look at mm-hmm. themselves in the mirror and they'll tell themselves you know I don't look good I don't look good enough and they'll be self defeating that no matter how hard I try you know they go to the gym for a week and they don't see results and. They'll just say, you know, I'm never going to be better or they're stuck in a job they don't like. And they'll just say, you know, I want to do this other thing, but I don't have the education or this. They'll make it the the self-defeating excuses or the Mm -hmm. same with even relationships, whether it's an abusive relationship or one you've grown out of. They stick with it and they just traumatize themselves over and over and over again. Like you were just saying, like they don't Mm -hmm. they don't do the things that they need to do to move forward and they're just continuing to traumatize themselves in their own lives. And I just, I see that pattern time and time again, and I'm guilty of it mm-hmm. myself up until mm-hmm. a year and a half ago. You know, I did the same thing. I was stuck in a career. I couldn't leave because I had so many years put in. <laughs> this is who I was. I had to be this kind of person. Cause that's how I'd been since I was 19, you know, mm-hmm. but then once I decided, no, I don't have to do this. This isn't living life. I need to get the hell out. I need to break free. I need to do the things I want to do. Even with this podcast, I'm still still getting over the judgments that I'm going to have from people that yeah. were in my life previously who are going to look at this and be like, what is he doing? You know, what is this stuff? Mm-hmm. I'm over it. You know, it's, it's getting over those traumas and just telling yourself, I am good enough. I can do whatever I want to do. But until then, yeah. you continue to traumatize yourself. Exactly. And realizing too, that even as you are evolving where you're evolving at right now, if people talk about you or they judge you or whatever it is, like you say, you're over it. It doesn't even matter. Those people aren't your people. Those people aren't the people that you are supposed to be reaching right now anyway, if that's the state of being that they're flowing from. So it's, it's, it's like, you know, being able to love them and say, oh, okay, I see your soul's on a journey right now. And you don't really see or feel the process that I am growing through. And I can't expect you to understand where I am or what I'm going through when you don't even understand what you are or what you're growing through in your own life. I can't be upset with you. I can't. It's like yelling at a baby because they don't know how to talk yet. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, it's not even worth it. You know, it's, it's like. Not. We get upset with people because they're on their journey. Like, how often do we get upset with people and we're like, oh, they're just unconscious. You know, it's like, why am I getting upset with them? Because 
they can't see what I can see. Like I've been on this journey for 15 years. Most of them haven't even begun the journey yet, you know? And so I can't be upset about that. And that's traumatic. Like we create all these traumatic experiences also through judgment, you know, the way we judge others. It's like we, we put our energy into judging or breaking down them or their lives or what they said or how they said it. And, it creates these little cracks in our own energetic field. It creates an imbalance because judgment is an imbalance. That's why Jesus said, I, man, Jesus is kind of like my main avatar. Even though I've studied so much, like I don't see him as the one, but um, my main avatar as far as he, how he drew a, a major line in the sand. But I love what he says about um, not to judge your neighbor. He said, you know, why do you point out the speck in your neighbor's eye and yet ignore the log in your own? And what he was actually right. saying was that 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 speck that you see in your neighbor's eye is actually the tip of the log protruding from your own. Mm. It's like so you're pointing out something small, not realizing that their neighbor that's facing you right now, their perspective is seeing what you're pointing at them, is seeing what's coming from your eyes based on how you respond to them. So don't judge them. You know, stop pointing out that little speck and get the log out of your own eye. Right. You know, but we're, we're, we're creating this imbalance. And so again, tra trauma is anything that creates an imbalance in your energetic being, you know? And when we start looking at that, we, we can easily step out of that blame game. We can step out of the victimization. We can step out of the feelings of inadequacy. We can step out of feeling like, you know, we're not where we want to be or not manifesting what we have the potential to, because I think a lot of the times what happens, especially when people start to awaken it's like life awakens you and then you go through this euphoric state and it's like you see everything at once. All of a sudden, everything is clear. And then life says, okay, I just wanted to show you where you have the potential to be, how you have the potential to flow. Now, let me take you back. It's like when you go and interview, you know, colleges, when you graduate high school, it's like life has been high school for you and it's broken you through to this point. But now you're being interviewed, <laughs> you're literally being uh, excuse me, interviewed through the university of life, the university of the universe. And then saying, okay, now look at all this expansiveness that you can expense it. You can experience now, but let's go back to the beginning. Cause we still got some work to do. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you know? and, and a lot of people get stuck there and they start judging themselves. Like, man, why, why was I feeling so great? Like I must've did something wrong or, you know, it's like, oh man, like, am I not where I thought I was? And it's like, no, you're exactly where you need to be. Now love yourself and realize that this would have never been revealed to you if you didn't have the power, purpose, and potential to manifest it starting now. But you have to start now. When the challenges come, face them now. Because challenges and tests are only coming because lessons have already been taught. So you're not being challenged by something that hasn't already been revealed. What's being challenged and tested is your resolve to step into what was revealed to you. How and that's bad where do so you many want people it? get lost. That's where so mm -hmm. many people get lost. They lose themselves in the I can'ts and you know the lack of effort and all that kind of stuff. I mean, they just they defeat themselves before they get started. But I don't know a single person. I mean, yeah, we all strive to like do different things, and sometimes we might fall flat. You know, like say you, you're trying to start a business and it didn't work, or a relationship, mm -hmm. and you know it did good for a while, but it didn't work. Whatever it is, if you put enough effort into certain things, sometimes that's not enough. 
but usually an opportunity presents itself in another way that's similar to it, something that was more in line with where you really were supposed to go in the first place. That's why the first thing failed. But mm-hmm. I know many people who step out of their shell, who maybe they stumble and they do the whole, you know, like what you say, fall forward. I don't know anybody that's unsatisfied with those progressions in their life, though. I don't think I've ever met a single person who has stepped out into their potential and started moving down this path and said, I'm not satisfied with progress. You know, like even if it's little Mm -hmm. progress, I don't know anybody that's that's not satisfied with just a little bit of progress. You know, you start to meditate and you get that clarity of mind. And then sometimes, it, you know, you lose that. And then people say, you know, work meditation worked for me, but then it stopped. you got to keep going with certain things and you end up at that end goal eventually. And like I said, no one seems to be disappointed with their progress of conscious awakening. Yeah. It, it hurts. It hurts peeling away that ego, you know? And I think that's the one thing that most people will say is people, but I think, and I'm, I'm going to say this, <laughs> but I think in this spiritualist movement, and I've said this before, I think it, spirituality has become like a religion for a lot of people. You know, it's like they do all the rituals and the crystals and the tarot cards and they do all this stuff, not saying that those modalities of spirituality are bad or or anything like that. But I think people use them as coping mechanisms, Mm -hmm. you know, instead of really, and and it limits them from going deeper, you know, Oh, I do yoga or I do, but do you know who you are? Are you mastering your life? Is your fruit in alignment with your higher self? And if not, why isn't it if you are the root to that tree? You can't blame the tarot cards. You can't blame the yoga. You can't blame all these things. You got to look at you. At the end of the day, I don't care what modality you use because all of the modalities are, are tools. That's all they are. But if you make the modality or the tools the end all, you're missing the most important tool there is yourself you know spirituality is about awakening to the deeper level and the higher states of being one with all that is connected through the universe bringing what's in the 4d 5d you know on up down into this 3d manifesting newness shifting this plane but you are the root tapped into the source that decides whether or not you're going to create that reality that decides whether or not you're going to shift your life that decides whether or not you're going to walk in your full purpose or potential, you know, and we get stuck using these modalities and these tools a lot of the time just to compensate and make ourselves feel like, Oh, I'm growing spiritually. It's like, you mean to tell me you've been struggling with the same thing for the past five years and yet you're growing spiritually. (laughs) You're not mastering your freaking life. You don't want it bad enough. If you're still complaining about being broke and yet you got an iPhone in your hand or a cell phone in your hand and you can't find one simple thing to do to start a business for yourself, your mind is jacked up. You know, it's like you're, you don't realize how powerful you are, you know, and that's one area where I, I, I am serious about drawing the line in the sand. Like you will not work with me or inter- interact with me in one day and leave the same way that you came. And that's Absolutely. what Evolved Mastery is all about. It's about expedited growth. You know, we're not going to sit here. And matter of fact, I won't work with a person if I give them advice and then they don't apply that advice and they keep coming back to me trying to talk about the same thing. I'll be like, you know what? I'm not going to talk to you right now because you just want somebody to make you feel good. You just want somebody to pat you on the back 
yeah. you know, and make you feel good about your struggle. I'm not here to help make you feel good about your struggle. I'm here to awaken the mastering you. And just like any master, a master does not become a master by, you know, taking his time and, oh, maybe I'll practice that move next year. Maybe I'll practice that modality next year. Maybe I'll work on this craft next year. Or I'll do a little bit today, though. No, a master is doing it in every single moment. They're putting in the work every single day. And they are evolving in that craft or that ability every single day. If you're not evolving every single day, you will never master your life. You will never awaken to your deeper, deeper potential. You'll never awaken, awaken or move into your higher self. It's just not going to happen. So I always ask people when they first sit down and they, they talk to me and say, oh, I think I want to get guidance from you. And I think I want to work with you or go through one of your programs. And the first thing I ask them is, are you really ready for that? Do you even understand what that means? Because if you work with me, you will not be allowed to be who you are today, tomorrow. Matter of fact, forget everything you think you know, because we're about to evolve the hell out of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, and it's real, but it's because I love them so much. Again, you can only love someone else as deeply as you love yourself. And I love people so much that I want to see them be the very essence of what I know they can be. And that means I have to be that thing for them. If I am guiding them and assisting them on their journey, I have to be the light of that in their life. You know, but I always follow it. Like I, I say, I don't like using the word coach, life coach or anything like that. I'm, I used to even say self-mastery coach, but I've transitioned from even saying self-mastery coach. I say I'm a self-mastery guide because the energy is different. It's like I enter into your life. I say, let me take your hand and I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to experience you. I'm going to listen to all the things that make you click because you are an original blueprint and you are an original lock. And we have to find what makes you click so that we can unlock the master in you. We have to find what makes you click so we can unlock those parts of you that reading a book or following a 10 day um, action plan will not do. Yep. It's all about the relationship. And Sometimes we need somebody to love us so hard that it cracks some of those things and forces us to see it right in that moment. Absolutely, man. I love everything that you do. Every word that comes out of your mouth, I hang on it. And, you know, it's my, <laughs> my life has been so busy in the last few years, you know, it's with all the transitions that I'm making and stuff. But I'm excited in 2020 to be working with you a lot more and be doing my own, mm -hmm. you know, my own thing of diving in deep of where I'm going to end up going. Because I, I think before now... I wasn't even sure where I was going to go, you know, and I'm sure a lot of people are in that modality where they don't really know where they want to go. But when mm -hmm. you decide something that you want to go, you want to go somewhere and you decide where you want to focus on. That's where that's where your expertise comes in, because you mm -hmm. know people break that shell, crack out of it and move in that direction. But like you said, it's not for the faint of heart. This guy is not going to yeah. be gold star and pat you on the back. <laughs> he is going to you know move you. <laughs> I say that I say all that, you know, but again, like I said, it's about relationship. And so don't think that, you know, for those of you guys listening, you know, I have a very strong personality, but it comes from a very strong place of love. You know, as I said, you know, and when when I'm working with someone, it's, it's just that that thing where you realize that for me, this is why I am the way that I am. This is why I guide people the way that I guide people. On my entire journey, for the majority of my journey, I won't say the entire journey, for the majority of my journey, 
I grew so fast and I grew through so much alone, but there were so many times where I said, I wish there was someone in my life that would just give it to me straight. I wish there was someone in my life who could see everything I couldn't see and then just put it out on the table for me so I could just do it. You know, and I know that there's so many people out there in podcast land that are listening and you're saying, I'm just sick and tired of being where I am. You know, I'm sick and tired of experiencing the emotional turmoil. I'm sick and tired of knowing that I'm here for something great and it's just not happening. I'm sick and tired of every time I try to start a new business or a new relationship or step into a new opportunity or experience, something happens and it doesn't work out. I just want to get clear on my direction. I'm here for the people like that. You know, because those people always say, until you come to the end of yourself or the end of the identity of self that you've given to yourself, you'll never change the aspects of yourself in order to master the aspects of your life to create the new fruit. And so you'll just stay in that insanity. But even, uh, even going through that process, I also want to say, like, love yourself and be compassionate with yourself. Love yourself unconditionally. Understand that you are a soul on a journey. Sympathize with that in yourself. Empathize with that in yourself. You didn't come here to be perfect. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. If there wasn't some lesson that you were meant to learn, if there wasn't some aspect of karma or ego or whatever it is that you're here to learn, you wouldn't be here. So just because you're facing tests, just because you're facing challenges, just because, you know, like what you were saying earlier, you know, so, pe so many people judge themselves because things aren't working out for them. You know, personally, that was me, you know, even on my own journey, I, I wanted to do work with computers. I ended up working with producing music. I started doing websites. I started doing graphic design and all these different things, you know, recording audios on my computer and oh, man, so many different things and all the way up to building websites and everything, trying to start these businesses. And none of them worked only to get to where I am now. And the reason I'm able to grow as fast as I grow is because everything that I learned back there is being used right now. It's like life will take you. It's like the book, The Alchemist. I love that book. You know, this kid, he reminds me of myself. If you haven't read the book, The Alchemist, go read it. But this kid, you know, he has this dream about this treasure and he sets off to go find this treasure. And along the way, you know, he runs into you know, this thing and this thing, and he gets held up and his journey gets stopped. And then he has to go through another process. And then he ends up finally making it where he becomes a part of this desert caravan and he meets the alchemist and the alchemist shares all this wisdom with them about turning lead into gold. And, you know, all, his entire journey to find the treasure ends with him realizing that the treasure, well, you just got to read the book. I'm not, <laughs> not, not going to give it away. I was about to read it. But it's just amazing. And the book reminds me of myself. But I'm only saying all that to you guys to let you know that your journey is just a part of the process. There's a lesson down every path. And the lesson that comes isn't always coming to make you perfect right away. You know, it's like Jesus said, you, give, you, don't, you can't give a child who doesn't have teeth meat, meat because they can't chew it. Give them milk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like life gives you what you can handle when you're able to handle it. And then it may give you a little bit of this and a little bit of this. And then as you grow, 
when you think you're you're not growing, when you start experiencing those times where the same thing is coming up or it, it looks like the same thing is coming up, it's in those times that life says, okay, you can take a, uh, you can take a little more. You can take a, a little more substance from this now that you couldn't take back here. You know, it's just like math. You know, you have basic math, you have pre-algebra, algebra one, algebra two, calculus, all the way up, you know? And so it's all math, just different levels of math, you know, and some of your tests and your challenges are the same way. Like, don't beat yourself up because the same tests and challenges keep coming because each time they come, they come at a stronger level. They come to bring a deeper level of wisdom, a more expanded level of wisdom. And if you can just say, thank you, show me what I need to see. And I love you. I love myself. I am grateful for the opportunity to expand. I'm grateful for the opportunity to learn a deeper aspect of this lesson because it wouldn't be coming back to me if I wasn't so greatly loved that the divine realized that I needed to learn it. Like you are so loved that life says, I'm not going to give up on you. So I'm going to bring this test and I know you got it in you. That's why Mm -hmm. I'm bringing it to you right now. I love you that much that I'm going to give it to you because you're ready for it. You know, that's how I always hear spirit talking to me. Like you're so freaking special princess. <laughs> this is about to hurt, but I know when you come out <laughs> of it, you're going to be strong as hell. You know, like that's literally how I feel. And do I cry? Yes. Do I, you know, do I go through those moments where I have to be, I, I have to dive deep into the dark places. Yes, I do. And I always tell people, don't, don't think that just because I am where I am, I still don't have my low days. I just simply start in the now. Mm-hmm. I look at where I am now. I ask myself, how is this affecting my energy? And then I begin to look at the fruit in my life. And I ask myself, why is my root creating this fruit? And if I don't like the fruit, what can I do right now to start growing fruit that I do like, fruit that I do love, fruit that does make me happy, fruit that does give me peace. You know, and and then that's just all a part of the process. And so my greatest piece of advice to everyone on here, live this life, man. Enter (laughs) this life like a child, you know, go through this life, understanding that every experience is a gift to you. Every experience is an opportunity opportunity to experience something new and you've been given this thing and I get so excited that I slur and I don't care. Like I used to be like, man, I I don't want to talk because I get so excited. I might start sitting on people or whatever, but (laughs) I just love the process. I'm like a kid, man. And as strong as I am spiritually, even with what I'm dealing with right now, or I won't say dealing with, even with what I'm growing through right now and expanding through right now. Again, being able to say, man, here I am, world, love on me. Like, that's so liberating. And it is. It is. I want to see people out there saying, you know what? Here I am. Here's all the dark shit. Here's all the great <laughs> shit. Here's all the white. Here it is. You know, and I love myself so much that I am going to express myself with the world. I mean, you see, again, going back to a little child. They get dirty, they get muddy, and they will run up and still hug you. And They don't care how they dirty they care. are. It's about the experience, you know? And so in 2020, let's get back to loving ourselves. Let's get back to letting our inner child play. Let's get back to not taking shit so serious 
that we stop loving ourselves. Let's get back to living our dreams. Let's get back to moving in our power, understanding that we are powerful creators here to manifest something amazing. And if we just accept that as little children, be the magician of your life and work some freaking magic because it's in you to do it. Don't let your circumstances and your past make you feel like you're not good enough. Don't let people who are on their journey trying to find their way make you feel like you're not good enough. Nobody here is an expert. We're all journeymen. Some of us have just taken the journey a little longer than others. We learned how to climb over some roadblocks a little faster, and we're just helping you guys on your way. We're not better than you. You're not worse than us. We're all spirits on a journey, and it's time to just live your freaking life, man. Time to Amen. just love yourself and embrace the process. And man, I, I'm so grateful that you had me on the podcast today. And because that's what it's all about, man. Your podcast is going to break break some major ground and impact a lot of lives. Because I'm it, hoping so. It's simple. It's simple. It live is. this life. Just live it, man. <laughs> if, if you're not living, you're killing time. Exactly. You know? If you're just exactly. going through day to day, you're just killing time. And our time on this planet is so short. So why exactly. not do everything you want to do? Why not be the person you want to be? Don't be someone that someone else wants you to be. Live this life. Just live Take it. the masks off. Exactly. Take them off. Don't, nobody cares about your mask. You know, most people have the, you know, they have a mask for their children. They have a mask for their, their, their friends. They have a mask for their parents. They have a mask for their, their associates on their job. You should be able to go into any environment. Again, I keep going back to it like a little child. That child doesn't care what they look like. You know, if they slip and fall down, they're going to look at you dead in your eyes like, yeah, I fell. They're going to get right back <laughs> up and, and take off running again, even though them running is what caused them to fall in the first place. Yep. They don't care. Stop giving a damn what everybody else thinks about your life. Only you can live your life. Only you can choose to be powerful or play it weak. But at the end of the day, ask yourself, why do you choose to play it weak for other people who are still just trying to figure out how to live their life? Live your life. Enjoy it. You might fall down, but like I always say, if you fall forward because you were running and you took a step, whatever it is, when you stand back up, you're still further than where you would have been had you not taken a step simply because you were living this life. Amen, man. Awesome stuff. <laughs> Tell everybody where they can get more of Princeton Clark. What has Princeton got going on right now? What's coming up in the near future? And how can everybody keep in touch with you and get more of Princeton Clark? All right, guys, you can reach me at Evolved Mastery across all platforms. That's E-V-O-L-V-E-D Mastery on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on uh, my podcast. So you can look that up on Spotify. You can look it up on Apple. Castbox and also Google Play Music, and also my website, www.evolvedmastery.com. If you want to reach out to me and you know, talk to me, you know, P Clark, P C L A R K at evolvedmastery.com. And also, I just relaunched my personal website, and that's simply www.princetonclark.com. And all of this, I'm sure, will be in the link, you know. You know, and so if you guys want to reach out to me, I'm also on Facebook. Just look my name up or contact Keith and he can give you my information. But also my book, just released my book on January 11th. I don't want to forget that. That's it's right. Uh, Awakening Your Inner Master, The Journey of Self-Mastery. And in the book, I, I share more of my journey and the lessons that I've learned 
the book wasn't written to be a pointing in your face of what you need to do and how you need to do it. It's simply me having a conversation with the reader. And that's how you have to read it is imagine I'm sitting in the room with you and we're having a conversation about awakening your inner master and we're ready to start this journey. I'm excited to get my hands deeper into this book. I just picked it up myself. I put my other book on hold that I got for Christmas and just got this one in the mail the other day. So I'm a few chapters into it and I'm excited to keep it on going. I know it's it's been a long time coming and I've watched Princeton's life bloom over the last year and a half. And like I said, I've only known him for a year and a half, but what I've seen come out of him has been amazing. So I'm Mm. absolutely uh, eyes peeled on what's going to happen with you in the very near future, brother. Big things are on the way, man. I'm about to explode. I feel great. You know, even going, like I said, growing through this challenge the past couple of days, I haven't felt great. But today, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to be completely honest. You allowing me to be on the podcast and allowing you're, you're the first person or you guys that are listening are the first people that I've shared, I've shared and exchanged, you know, my recent uh, experience with. And I thought that it was just divine timing, you know, because I was literally at the point of thinking like, man, like, do I need to take a step back again and just reevaluate and go a little deeper in my emotions? And then that whole understanding of trauma and my self-neglect. And uh, again, it's not a negative thing. And that's a, a thing too. Like, I want you guys to understand when you're facing challenges, it's not that you're bad or not good. Like Don Miguel Ruiz talks about in the four agreements and even in the fifth agreement, there are no good or bad. That's all duality. But we are here to transcend duality. We are everything that we were created to be already. We are universal. We are already divine. You know, and so there are no good or bad. It's simply a process. You know, and so being able to be vulnerable on your podcast, man, and you know, just the timing of it was perfect because I was able to release a lot of emotion, you know, through sharing it with you guys. And that's what it's all about, man. We live. We learn, we grow, we evolve, we master. We all got the tides that go in and out. and uh, That's it. So if that tide was going out for you for a little bit, it's coming back in, man. <laughs> I have a feeling mm-hmm. that things are about to go. Uh, things are going to continue to go on that upward trend for you, and I'm excited to, to be a part of that. It's an honor to, to have met you and you know gotten to know you as much as I have over the last you know year and a half. So, um, Likewise, brother. I'm very, very happy that you decided to come on the podcast. It's been a great conversation. And um, all the all the links that Princeton mentioned will be in the show notes. So check him out on all those platforms. You definitely won't be disappointed. And that's going to wrap up this episode of the Finding Life interview series of the podcast. And if you have an interesting or inspiring story to tell about how you overcame some major life adversity and really feel like you're now creating your own reality and manifesting good things into your life, hit me up. Maybe we can get you on an episode of the podcast. You can email me at connect at livethislife.org. That's C-O-N-N-E-C-T at livethislife.org. Until next time, keep living, everybody. And thanks for listening.